We're talking travel on to a new RFM. Sally Lucas, welcome along. You're going to take us hiking in Guatemala today. Something different, isn't it? Not quite the Mull of Kintyre, but I mean, we will be visiting a lake. Um, <laughs> so Guatemala, just in case our listeners are not exactly sure where it is, it's in Central America and it's the largest country in Central America. So if you can imagine Mexico coming down on that little peninsula, it's sort of beneath Mexico. So it's got the Pacific Ocean on its uh, coast. And then, of course, beneath it, you've got Belize and the Caribbean to the northeast as, as well, just to give you an idea of where it is. So this is what they're calling a sky route trek from Antigua, which is one of the very old colonial cities in Guatemala. It's not the capital, which is Guatemala City, but it's also a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And the one thing that's really unique about Guatemala is it's actually scattered with volcanoes and one that is, is qu still quite active um, on a constant basis. So, so not a flat country at all. Not at all. <laughs> so it's definitely fitness hiking, I would suggest. Sounds like it. <laughs> yes. So you're starting in Antigua and we have a couple of days prior before you start. Then they take you up to um, a, a small, interesting little town about 14 kilometres further on called San Andres Itzapa. And the locals dedicate a shrine there to the Mayan deity of San Simon. And they uh, they take you there to light a candle and they bless your travels for you to give you good, good travels. Um, so after you've been blessed, you go through the lush plantation of what they call Guatemala's cloud forest. And you start walking upwards about 2,650 metres and you see this incredible van, uh, volcano, if you ever want to Google it and have a look, Acatenango, uh, A-C-A-T-E-N-A-N-G-O. And it's the highest in the Antigua Valley and they said it's a remarkable view, of course. And then you descend downwards again um, to lovely canopy of trees that are covered in in orchids and bromeliads. How nice would that be? I can just picture it right now. And then you continue on into agricultural fields of the La Vega River Valley and you go across hanging bridges, climb up through coffee plantations, have lunch at a mine village, go on to a camp, etc. And they said, if you're lucky, you might even see a night show of lava because mm. there's just volcanoes everywhere. And they're all active. <laughs> and they're all active. Uh, Potentially. You go, you, you, along the way, apparently, you get to see six volcanoes. Mm -hmm. So, which is really quite remarkable. Um, but then you go into this beautiful place, Lake Atitlan. Now, whether I'm pronouncing that right or not. And this lake, it was considered, if not one of the most beautiful lake in the world. Um, and it's actually, of course, a crater as it once was, and it is also surrounded by volcanoes. So you've got lots of little villages there as well, and um, the actual word Atitlan means at the water. Uh, it's about um, nearly 1,600 metres above sea level, and the lake is about 320 metres deep, 19 k's long and 10 k's wide. So that is quite a beautiful part, and that's a national park there as well. So this is quite a lovely trek. I think the scenery you're going to see when I've just been looking at, you know, online, some of the scenery along the way looks stunningly beautiful um, and you have your little tents erected for you every night and these beautiful night skies as you can imagine with the possibility of seeing some volcanic activity mm. so I just think anyone who's interested in hiking and I was just talking to some friends recently who have went down to Mexico uh, she's Australian but living in New York and she fell in love with Mexico City now you often see it look say it's it's polluted or it's this or it's that she just couldn't get over the colour and the food and the people. But then she's worked in places like Timor and 
Cambodia, you know, so I think she relates more to those style of countries. But in they, the tropics. In too. the tropics. Yes. But she also went down to Costa Rica. And again, that is another country in that region that is considered the most incredible diversity of wildlife. And beautiful landscape. And beautiful landscape again, yes. and beautiful beaches and you know, lush, lush rainforests. So Central America has a lot to offer if anyone is thinking of doing something a little different. We are talking travel. Sally Lucas, uh, time we went away for Christmas, I think, don't you? Going from one extreme to the other today, aren't we? From um, Central America to France. Uh, Christmas in the Loire Valley, which they say is a magical time of year, and I'm sure it really would be. But these are a selection of some of the many chateaus that you can visit um, that do special things at this this time of the year. So one is the Chateau de Chambord, which is a very iconic chateau there. Mm, And they have apparently crackling fires going and a massive decorated Christmas tree, um, you know, that's hundreds of illuminated... Christmas trees lining the gardens are all illuminated and they also this year are hosting what they call Brilliant Christmas Trees which is an exhibit and contest showcasing Christmas trees designed by well-known brands also this year in honour of the 500th anniversary of the Renaissance. So it's going to be decked out in the colours of the Italian Renaissance and the kids at the Shadow can also meet the man in red, Santa Claus, and participate in an exhibition that retraces the life of Francois I by putting together a puzzle of his arm and practice oh, drawing nice. the king's symbol, the salamander. So that's just one of them. Uh, the other one is the Chateau Royal d'Amboise. And this year their um, theme is childhood dreams. And this was the chateau in which future King Charles VIII and Francois I spent their youths. So this chateau is going to this year display teddy bears of all types and sizes, from sparkling white bears to antiques. And they'll be set up in various rooms of the chateau to offer a whimsical look at child's play. So that is going to be quite interesting as well um, and also in honour of the 500th university we've got the uh, Chateau de Chenonceur and they're doing fantastical animals is their, their theme and also it's going to do with the 15th century when good spices plants art and animals from Asia Africa and the Americas were brought to Europe so you're going to get you know, all of these sort of things that are just going to depict what, what happened during that period. And another one is the Domain of chaumont sur loire and they're offering two winter gardens in the greenhouse where you can stroll between fern forests, camphor trees, palm trees, etc., etc., all this wonderful thing as well. And, of course, they're going to have decor as well all throughout the, the um, in, inside the castle as well as outside as well. It and always the, amazes me that they had glass houses in some yes, of these places yes. in Europe and they were able to grow. Some, of some exotic plants, exotic which is plants really amazing. From the tropics, yeah. And there, um, the other one too is um, the Christmas at Chateau de Chevigny. Theirs is giant sweets. So their theme is sweets for which giant desserts will be on display from macaron towers to gingerbread houses. <laughs> so there you go. And celebrating queens and princesses at the Chateau Royal de Blois. And it was once home to seven kings and ten queens of France. And this year they're um, celebrating the birth of also French Renaissance and Catherine de' Medici. And it's going to pay tribute to women who made history in this region of France. So they're having bespoke costumes, etc., on such as even Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, Snow White, costumes from the Renaissance in the 19th century also on display. So, yeah, this is just wonderful. So beyond the chateaus, though, you can still do wonderful things in and around there. Lots of other uh, chateaus in the Touraine and the uh, Chinon Fortress, Azay-le-Rideau, Villandry. There's so many in the Loire Valley. It's just dotted with chateaus. And I think to see it... In that Christmas time when they're all putting out their best would be just absolutely magical.
Well, let's move now. We've gone from the warm to the <laughs> cold and now to the even cold. Antarctica. So we've talked about this before, Jane, about the best time to travel. But I guess for everyone, you may not always be able to go at what you consider the best time. But there is always something happening at each particular time so don't be disappointed because obviously peak season is sort of December January February and that's when you'll often pay your highest prices too so you can often save a little if you go either at the beginning or at the end so if you went say in October November you're going to have heaps of sea ice still that'll be the difference there and it's a photographer's dream lots of some of the biggest icebergs because they haven't started to break down. So depending on, as I said, what you want to see, the penguins would just be starting to return to build their nests ready for their courtship, of course, which starts usually around November. Whales start to come back, but you're not going to see as many as you do later in the season. Um, also, that the landings can be challenging at that time of year with deep snow, so trekking poles are probably a good idea if you were to, to do that at that time of the year. Then, as I said, it, you've got that December to February period. Your ocean life then is going to be full with whales feeding, penguin colonies buzzing, chicks starting to hatch, your days are becoming longer, and, of course, you, your snow melt starts happening as well. Um, again, Trekking poles can be handy, you know, when you're ashore because it can be slippery as well. Um, so just consider that. You need to book a long way ahead, like even two years ahead sometimes their bookings are now opening for that December, January, February period, particularly December, January. The late season is February, March, and by that time, of course, the feeding festive summer has died down. But at this time, after they've... Um, given birth to their chicks and looked after them. This is when the actual penguins themselves, the adult penguins, molt. And apparently it's quite a painful condition for them. They they get very itchy, they get red and swollen, and so they can't go in the water. So they've got to wait for this molting process to happen to restore and grow their new feathers with the oil in them, ready for them to go back into the water. And something I learned, I didn't know that, actually. It was just quite incredible. Hmm. Yeah, and the little chicks, of course, have to wait till they've got rid of their little fluff balls. And, and they're not taught to swim or anything it's just something that comes naturally like it often does to animals and then when they're ready they they know and then off they go and that's the end of motherhood and parenthood they're on their own from that time on but look it doesn't matter what time of you go to Antarctica obviously you can't go in the winter months it's all closed up so it is only between October and March but yes any time is a wonderful time there are benefits yes Yes. and we're talking travel time Sally Lucas to have a look at what's in the hot deals department of the current travel marketplace Certainly, Jane. Well, every year in October, they have what they call Cruise Month. And so you can get some great rebates on a whole range of cruise companies like Azamara, Princess, Celebrity, Royal Caribbean, Oceana. Um, And also, as an incentive, if you um, book and deposit on a new sailing before 31st of October, you're getting a $100 cashback as well. So you're getting some great incentives and some lovely inclusions, like it might be onboard credits, reduced deposit. You know, there's Every company's a little bit different in what they offer, but if you're thinking of a cruise, this is the month to have a look at that. Um, the APT Travel Group have announced a, a lovely offer if you're wanting to do that famous, magnificent Europe a river cruise from Amsterdam to Budapest. And they've also got another one in Imperial Europe that goes from Amsterdam to Vienna. And they've got an economy class fly free on certain grades of accommodation, or you can actually fly business class with Singapore Airlines for just under $2,000, subject to availability until sold out. But if you're thinking of doing that next year, I suggest you get in early so you can get that, because that is a fantastic airfare that's normally worth probably around the business class seven and a half. 
mm. roughly. So, I mean, that's, that's a really fantastic offer. Uh, Celestial Cruises, Greece and the Mediterranean, they do. For 2021, they cruise all year round now, which is great. And they've got a whole range of early bird offers. And that goes right through till the 30th of November. So you're thinking of doing, they do the little three, four, six, you know, seven night cruises around the Med area. So keep that one in mind as well. Another one, this is quite a good one. This is a top-selling holiday, uh, uh, Essential Vietnam and Cambodia. It's a lovely 12-day itinerary. You're flying into uh, um, Siem Reap and having a couple of nights there, and then you're actually going down to do a river cruise, and you finish up for seven nights and finish up in Ho Chi Minh for a couple of nights. So they've got a, um, a twin share on that. They've got an early payment discount at the moment, um, as long as you're paying 10 months in advance of the date that you're going on. Okay, and that is from under $4,000 for that itinerary as well. Um, South Pacific, Fiji, um, they've got some lovely little sales on at the moment. Most of these you can book by the 31st of October, so you've still got quite a you know number of weeks here at a, a range of resorts. I won't give you all the discounts, Jane. There's too many properties with too many rebates, but there's some great rebates, anything up to, um, you know, 1800 1600 you know quite quite good rebates on that as well um another little rail journey came in, on, across my desk the other day i love all these rail journeys in europe i just think they're just so delightful to sit and watch the world go by this is called mountains and fashion seven days six nights and it's you're coming starting in chur and you do the Benina express through to lugano um and then milan lucerne as well so that's really a lovely little itinerary if you're thinking of doing a rail journey um it's got an introduction offer on that as well so get in early they're giving a, a gift card or there's a seniors rate on that as well um, and for something a little different if you haven't seen um, the Tahitian Islands I mean this is on a beautiful boutique sailing ship with just 148 guests to do the Society Islands and you will just see some wonderful spectacular islands and the water oh my god it's just so crystal clear and beautiful and you can swim paddle or kayak from each of the uh, they've got what they call a water sports platform that they put out when they moor so off you can go and just go and do your own thing and there's departures uh, next year from July through to October it includes your return airfares with Air Tahiti Nui to Papiete you get a night at a hotel on arrival then seven nights aboard the wind spirit dreams of Tahiti cruise in an ocean view stateroom so you're getting all your meals um, non-alcoholic beverages tea coffee all water sports all on board, on board entertainment and you get another night at the Pearl Beach Resort as well at the end and that starts from under $7,000. This would be just a beautiful, relaxing holiday indeed. And there's lots of heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of early bird offers out there. <laughs> just, and they all, I said to you last week, they all don't finish on the same date. I wish they would, but they don't. So you've just got to really inquire and there'll, there'll be an early bird offer out there, but some of them go to October and some November, some through to January. So Just need to take a look. Just need to look. Well, thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.